You're listening to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice, a podcast by two entrepreneurs at different stages of life, sharing real life experiences, managing a successful business and family life. It's honest talk about lessons learned, balancing family, faith, business, and personal growth on the journey of making our dreams a reality. Now, here are your hosts, Jerry and Jacoby. Hey, everybody, I want to welcome you to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast here on our next episode. And we've got another interview here. And I know I keep saying I'm excited about our interviews, <laughs> so I'm going to have to change it up a little bit. But uh, this one, I truly am excited, partly because uh, who we have on here just recently met, but so near and dear to myself because he is uh, intimately helping myself and also Jerry in our lives here. And so who we have on the podcast is Mr. David Benz, and uh, he runs a company called Recruitment Consulting. He's a uh, realtor as well. He's got a real estate team. He's involved in uh, so many different things, but really for myself, he is the person who is helping me. What I would say is uh, really get integrated and build my business and life to truly who I am and help help get my purpose out there is really how I would is how I would say it is getting aligned in what my purpose is and uh, driving that through my life and also through my business. And so I'm really excited to have David here on the on the podcast with us. David, if you want to introduce yourself a little bit as well, and then uh, we'll get right to it. Yeah, right on. Well, first off, thanks for having me, guys. Pleasure to be here and um, looking forward to getting into it today so we can help more people in the real estate industry. So, you know, by quick background, I started my career in commercial and corporate real estate back in 2005. And uh, I spent five years on the commercial and corporate side and realized pretty quickly that that was not an environment that I wanted to build my career in. You know, it's, uh, it's very transactional. You know, the guys who I'm still good friends with, they absolutely love it. I just didn't love it. So I popped over to uh, Keller Williams. The only reason I went to Keller Williams at the time was because the uh, monthly fee was 55 bucks opposed to Remax. That was like a thousand. And I just didn't want that overhead. And then uh, I quickly went over to Keller Williams and climbed the ranks there, did exceptionally well for my first few years. And then in 2015, 16 and 17, I was top 25 in Canada for individual agents. And then you know, on uh, on the sales side, I really finished my career with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services in Toronto, where I was a founding partner, shareholder, and the vice president of growth, which is basically recruiting and agent attraction. And then I spent 18 months there where I quickly doubled the size of that company in less than 12 months. And uh, then I just decided to leave. It just wasn't an environment that I wanted to be a part of anymore. And I've gone full on with uh, our Agent Attraction Accelerator course and other courses that we're launching this year. So uh, pleasure to be here, guys. Awesome. So much. Thank you so much. We're going we're gonna to unpack all that in here, but uh, <laughs> thanks for that. Thanks oh, for the, that the one thing I didn't mention that I do need to mention, which is vitally important to the listeners, but also to me, is during that whole time, I was a program leader for the world's largest personal development company. So when it comes to coaching, um, that's near and dear to my heart and something that I'm very, very passionate about, particularly in the real estate business, because the current training and development that's out there around mindset in particular is frankly very fractured and isn't helping as much as people. It's just not getting people where they want to go in the speed that they want to get there. So are there any quick tricks? No. 
but is there some real talk that needs to go on of what's actually in the way? Yes. And that's where I come in. Yeah. And that is the part that I really <laughs> want to get in depth into uh, because after we had our first call together, I've done a lot of training, like, you know, I've done Tony Robbins. I've been through, I've been on the personal development journey for a little while. And then after we had our conversation, uh, basically my mind was blown and I was like, man, I need to get in this guy's world. I need to get on calls with him. I need to be around him because you, uh, like you said, the company that you were with, you, uh, when you've been around and you know uh, what you're looking for, sometimes you don't know what that is, but when you speak to someone, you can tell. And then when you see like, how do you get, how do you take the information you've got and actually get results, right? So I'm really excited to unpack that here in a second. But so normally what we do on our very first question with our guest is, you know, the name of the podcast is Success Without Sacrifice. And what we don't mean is that you're not going to have to sacrifice in order to have success because you have to sacrifice in order to have success. But the main thing for us is that we want you to know what you want and not sacrifice the things that you love in order to have that success. And so whenever you hear success without sacrifice, David, what is uh, what kind of comes to mind for you? Well, it's true, actually. You do have to sacrifice, but you don't have to sacrifice what you think you have to sacrifice. Because I've said it to you on the calls that we've been on with Jerry as well, and I'm a big proponent that you have to give up way more than you think to get where you want to go. And I know that is true because if there wasn't something for you to give up, you'd already have what you wanted. And I'm not talking about giving up spending money on lunches or going out for dinner or, you know, buying those nice shoes that you want. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the inherit the inherited belief system and paradigm in which you were brought up inside of is the source for why you don't have what you want. So if you grew up in an environment where money was scarce or where there was abuse, or where money was always a concern or success was made wrong, or you were told you always had to quote unquote work hard. That is literally imprinted into your body and your belief system. You can go study if, you know, study ep epigenetics and, and quantum physics and all that fun stuff. You're just, you're going to, I basically just summarized a, a big part of that. But those imprints then become a part of your belief system, which then you believe that way of thinking is true and it becomes the truth. So the, the easiest place to start is really twofold around success and around money. What was it like growing up in your house when it came to you having what you want? when it came to you spending money, your parents spending money or not spending money, what was it like if you left the lights on in the house or if you flushed the toilet too many times or if you left the fridge open by accident, right? Everybody can relate to that. And then if you grew up in an environment where there, you know, there was a condition of poverty, and I'm not talking about not having food for six weeks, but a, a mindset of the middle-class mindset or a poverty mindset. Now, what I'm saying 
could be very triggering to somebody. If it is very triggering, that's an opportunity for you to look at why that triggers you. Okay, these are I'm summarizing all of these different pieces that need to be sacrificed. They need to be given up. They need to be transcended. You cannot, I repeat, cannot get where you want to go without giving up the unproductive inherited belief system that you were around as a child. Like when I grew up, I grew up in Oakville. For people in the US, that probably doesn't mean much, but for people in Canada, that means a lot because it is one of the wealthiest jurisdictions in North America. The wealthiest towns, it's probably now a city, but it's whatever, 200,000 people. It's about 40 minutes outside of Toronto. It's where there is uber old money. I mean, big old money and new money. So we grew up in that town. All of my friends, literally all of them, their parents were either the executive vice president globally for RBC Bank, RBC Royal Bank. That was one. Second, his grandmother owned the Toronto Star. The Toronto Star would be like the equivalent of the New York Times. Mm -hmm. CFO of the largest home insulation manufacturing company in the world. I could go on and on and on. And then there was my mom. She sold advertising for the local newspaper. Maybe made 35, 40 grand a year. Maybe. People used to have to buy us groceries. Success was always made wrong. Money was always a struggle. Like I could go on and on and on, but I, I point those out because no matter who you are, to get from where you are to where you want to go, you need to go to work and begin to give up those inherited belief systems. And if you think it's as easy as hopping on YouTube and watching it, watching a video or grabbing the latest and greatest book because you saw it on somebody's Instagram story, you're on a different dimension. <laughs> you literally have to go to work with a ridiculously intense commitment to your personal growth. You know, we could, we could literally talk about this all day, as you guys know, because you guys know me, but that's, that's the piece. So you, you do, in fact, have to sacrifice but it's not sacrificing those things that you enjoy in life. If you enjoy taking Friday afternoons off to go biking with your kids, go do that. If you enjoy driving a fancy car, go get one. If you enjoy wearing nice watches, go buy one. It's not what I'm talking about. What I am talking about is you've got to give up what you're so right about and what you think is true. That's the key. Yeah. And I, I love, I love that so much. So let's, let's unpack that a little, a, a little bit. Right. So you said sure. you've got a, a lot of times before we started, you know, working with you, at least me mm -hmm. and Jerry as well, like people will always say like, well, you got to do the work, right. You got to do the work. And I'm like, okay, I get it. But like but what you're explaining, you're like, you have to go to work at unpacking these belief systems. And well, I don't even know what I don't know which I'll just, I'll just give a recent example of, of a call we were on and you know, you were talking about resistance and you're like, resistance can sometimes even be good things, 
right? And so in my head, I'm like, I never even, because when you think of resistance, you think of negative and you think of pressure. And when you said that, it like literally changed my paradigm. And I'm like, man, resistance, I'm thinking of something pushing into me, but it could be like resistance could even be like a release. And then that could be what's holding me back, you know? So how do you, how do we unpack? How do we find this work? You know, kind of what, what you're talking about right there. Okay. So the first question is, do I have what I want? If yes, great. Go to the next episode. (laughs) Yeah. If you don't look at what is it that I don't have? Well, maybe I want more listings. Maybe I want more agents to join my team or organization. Maybe I want to make more money. Maybe I want more buyers. Maybe I want to get into luxury real estate. I have no idea. And then look at the results that you have and then write out what is the narrative that you tell yourself? Is it, I can't have what I want. I'm not worthy. Why is this so hard? I have to work harder. There's some pattern, a perpetual narrative that you're telling yourself about yourself, about the results you have or don't have. So when it comes to money, what's something that, you know, take a look at what you, something that you may really want. What is your first reaction? If I said, you know, if you're listening to this, go buy a Rolex in the next five days. What's your reaction? What do you say about that? Write that down. If you haven't been on a holiday in a while and I said, fantastic, you're booking a flight in five days to go to Bahamar in Bahamas and you're flying first class in the next five days. You must book that. What is the instant thought or reaction? Write that down. Could be, I can't do that. I can't afford it. Blah, 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 blah. But the thing is that conversation is not new. And frankly, it's not yours. Because what I do know is what you want wants you more than you want it. Okay, hold on. So that exercise right there. Yes. I think differentiated you from like the last four years of mindset coaching I'm doing because Mm -hmm. one, you changed for me, you changed the thought to, I can do this much quicker than I originally thought. Like Mm -hmm. uh, I can get to where I want to go faster. But second is like Jacoby was saying, you were always told you got to put it, you know, got to put in the miles. You have to do the work. You have to do the work. And then you coming, you giving me that exercise of say this. And what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Like just brought quick clarity to how I think of certain things. And so that was a huge, huge uh, hurdle for me, uh, uh, a great tool. And that helped me get there like quickly, like right away. Like, okay, that's how I think about this. Yep. And then where were you headed, Jacoby? I know you had a, you had that big glow in your eyes when I know you, you want to slow <laughs> things down. I lo- I lost it exactly uh, what he said right before we right before we came in, but but we're good. That's that's good. I'm good rolling on this. So you're good. all right. So you 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 take yeah. What's that initial thought? This kind of reminds me, Jacoby, of the we were at a coaching program once, and we were at the Bellagio, and um, Jacoby and I have similar thoughts of like how we want, like what's important to us, like monetarily, like what do we want to buy? And so one of the assignments they gave us was to walk around all the shops at the Bellagio and pick something that you want to buy. Well, there wasn't a single thing in the Bellagio that I had that, that 
raised the desire in my heart to like, oh, I want to go after that. I want to buy that. And yeah, I mean, you you bring up a very, very interesting exercise. So let's kind of wrap up the first part of what I was mm-hmm. talking about. Yeah. So to begin to unpack the unknown around what is my belief system? Because some people are like, they're just stopped. Like, I haven't really done much of this work. Well, the first place to look is your is, do I have what I want in my life? If the answer is yes, then fantastic. Then, you know, go to another YouTube or do, well, go listen to another podcast or whatever you want. If you don't, take a look at your business. Take a look at money. Take a look at success. And if I say, go buy the Rolex in the next five days, what's your instant reaction? If I say, go buy that new Chanel handbag, what's your instant reaction? You, have, you must go buy that in the next five days. Write that reaction down. It's either, it's some flavor of, I don't need it. I can't afford it. Not right now. If there's some flavor, there's an instant narrative, write that down. Then you've begin, you've begun to unpack a fractured belief system. So look then, where does that also show up? And then I want you to just look at the words as the words, observe it, not as true observe it as the phrase. For example, I don't need it. And just be with it and observe it. And then from there, look at the impact of that belief. Okay, so I have this belief, I don't need it. When in fact, I do want it. So look at the impact of you not having it. Then tell the truth to yourself about it. You know what, I actually do wanna go to the Bahamas. I actually do want to buy that gift for my wife. I do want to buy that gift for my husband. And then you create a new belief around it, which could be, I am so grateful that I'm here in the Bahamas, or I allow myself to have what I want. I allow the consistent flow of abundance into my life all of the time. Okay, that's that's like a two-day course that we're kind of covering like at a very, very, very high level. Yeah but a really powerful exercise to stretch yourself is to utilize the beauty and utility of luxury goods for personal growth. I have done that throughout my life many, 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 many times because when you go and purchase something like something from Gucci or Ferragamo or Louis Vuitton or Chanel, or Rolex, or Audemars Piguet, or one of those luxury brands, go notice the energy exchange or the differential in energy when you walk into that store. It's pristine. It's opulent. It's beautiful. It smells nice. You're taken care of. The service is impeccable. So some of my biggest breakthroughs have come around money and success by allowing myself to have what I want. Now, most people are gonna go down the rabbit hole of, yeah, that's not gonna make you happy. That is complete and utter bullshit. It is complete and utter bullshit. That has been sold to you by the media. That is a fractured belief system. We could go down that whole rabbit hole. But allowing yourself to have what your heart desires is a totally different ballgame. Always follow the desire. And I think the the true part is like knowing what your heart actually desires, though, right? Is the key is Agreed. kind of the key. I agree. So, you know, exactly. So 
I'll give you an example. One of the things that I've always wanted is to buy Rolex, always, for like probably the last six or seven years. And I had my yeah buts and my how abouts and what about this? I can't afford, but, but always came up with these fractured beliefs of why I didn't have what I want. It's, a, it's just a beautiful timepiece. That's all it is. Stop making it so damn significant. If you want it, have it. Doesn't make you a bad person. Doesn't make you a better person. It just simply fulfills the desire. And then I just went and bought the damn Rolex. It was that simple. It was literally that simple. I finally got to a point where I got over myself, where I walked into the store and I literally observed myself in my reaction. And I was literally about to say, let me think about it. No joke. It was literally on the tip of my tongue. And I said, David, to myself, I didn't speak it out loud, but I was like, this is what you've desired. It's beautiful. It's the one you, it is the watch you want by the damn watch. Literally in about 10 seconds, I said that to myself, put that aside and I bought the watch. But and the I like what you said. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. But what we do, you know, we do a lot of this training in, in the program that you're in with me around making a decision. There is so much vacillating that goes on back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's like it, people drive themselves mad. And I did that for, for eight years, whatever it was, seven, eight years with the Rolex. Like, it's so stupid. Just buy the damn watch. You love watches? Buy the damn watch. It's no different for you. You want something? You want those nice Gucci sneakers, which would look great on you, Jacoby? Go buy them. <laughs> exactly. You want to go buy those nice shoes from Ferragamo? Jerry, go buy them. Like, and the thing, the thing I love from that. So when I said like we got on that, we got on our call when I got on my call with you, and I knew I had to get in the program and like get in the room with you. Is basically this conversation we're having is I just see where that shows up in every because normally we talk about money, right? But it's showing it shows up in every decision that we make. You know, even if it's not money, even if it's like with my wife or, you know, with my kids or whatever else, when it has nothing to do with money and then actually making a decision, you know, I think the easiest part is for us to, to, to use money as the example. But the thing that I saw is like, in order for me to get where I want to go, even with my family or my wife relationship with my wife or whatever it is, yep. like that example you just gave shows up in every aspect of my life. So what's something that you really want? This is an example, an exercise for everybody listening, but what's something that you really want? Like put all of the guilt and shame and the judgment and the, I shouldn't, I don't need it. Put all of that aside. What is there something that Jacoby really wants? And if it's material, amazing. Allow yourself to have it because you're constantly, people are constantly bombarded with this fabricated, fractured belief system that you shouldn't want things. So what's something that you desire, Jerry, or pardon me, Jacoby? You're asking me specifically? Yeah, man. What is it? <laughs> My thing, uh, I think, so this is what I, I'm working through, right? I, I want to own, I like, I love like, uh, I want, I want to get into apartment investing, 
right? And so I want to own, I want to own apartments. I want to own apartment buildings. Like that's what I want to do. And I think part of that is because of the experiences it'll it'll allow me to have with with my kids and that sort of thing. So I like I like the fact of owning apartments. And then I like like flying first class to events and stuff so I can, you know, be with my family and we can have like a certain experience together. Like that's what I want together so with you my desire family. to own apartment buildings and fly first class. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. All right, cool. So go do that. But look at the reaction, right? Yes. You know, and it's a declaration. It all begins with a decision. I will own or influence. I will own or influence an apartment building in the next 120 days. Notice how I included influence. You could go find working capital from other people. It begins with a decision. That's it. This is what we're doing. You know, I'm going to put in a hundred grand or 50 grand and this guy's going to put in, this family's going to put in this much and boom, there we go. We got 250 K. Let's go. It's making the decision to do that within the next 120 days. I will own or influence an apartment building. And that's just what's happening. And then from there, you have to demonstrate the intestinal fortitude to see that through. Just like what I was sharing with the two of you before we started the podcast. I made the decision, that's it, I am done. I am no longer dependent on selling real estate. I'm going all in with, with recruitment consulting and agent attraction accelerator. Mm. That's it, like I'm done. Has it been easy? No. Am I doing the work to make it easy? Yes. Do I have to give up a lot? Yes. <laughs> But that's all, that's all it is, is it begins with making the decision, that's it, in the next six months or three months or four months, in the next, call it four months, I will own and or influence an apartment building. Why? Because who cares? That's what you desire. The why is irrelevant. It's simply tapping into and feeding the desire. You say the why is irrelevant. That kind of sticks out because everybody always says start with why, right? So immediately that was the first thing I thought of when you said that. It's like the why is relevant. Start with why. It is irrelevant because the, the thing that's true is the desire. That is truth. Why is often some mixed bag of reasons and justifications that are wrapped up in guilt and shame. I don't care yeah. why. What's the desire? My desire was the Rolex. Why? Who cares? It's irrelevant. The desire is true. Why did we move down to Miami for three months? Who cares? It was the desire. Everyone gets so wrapped up in my big why and less, this, this. In most cases, the why, as you know it in the real estate industry, is more often words to associate with lack. Why do you want that? Well, I'm lacking over here. So I'm going to try and cover that up. Why do you want more listings? Who cares? Because you got to be so careful. The subconscious mind is so insidious. It's so insidious. It's a cesspool of garbage. And it will do everything to take you down. But that's why we go so deep on what do you really want? You notice I don't ever ask you, why do you want that? 
I've never once asked you that on a coaching call because it's irrelevant. What's the desire? Great. Let's get you there. Then the next desire, then the next desire. I had to deal with that again after, after buying my Rolex because two weeks later I bought another one <laughs> because, because as a hobby as you know, just something to enjoy. I'm going to get into, because you probably know like buying Rolexes right now, like the market's insane. So I built some relationships and I got a phone call to buy another one. I was like, ah, oh, should I, should I stop? You have a desire to, as a part-time thing, just for fun to trade Rolexes. And I'm going to make good money doing it. Why wouldn't I do that? Why? Who cares? The desire's there. You're either going to fulfill the desire and what you want, or you're not period. That's so, that's so good. Go ahead, Jerry. Well, no, cause I'm, this might, turn it. So go right ahead, Jacoby. Well, I think it's so good on the lack when you say the why part is, is usually involved in lack because you can, you can default to either side, right? And normally we always default to the lack side or we always default to the side why we shouldn't have something. It's so interesting because I know that intellectually, but it doesn't, you know, you've got to work that muscle to, to keep it, keep it through. What you say makes sense to me. What I've always, what I've always tried to do because I've been really successful in sports. And so it's like, whenever you want something in a sport, at least for me, it's like, okay, if I want to be this, then I need to go do these things in order to get that. And so, you know, if it's, I got to, you know, if I got to wake up or it doesn't, the exact mindset you're saying in this regard is the mindset I would have as far as like physically with physical things. It's like, Oh, it doesn't matter. Like I'll just, I'll just get up. I'll eat right. I don't care why I don't need to eat right. I don't care what I need to eat. If this is what's going to get me to where I want to go. Like, that's just all, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. And look, people get so messed up around their big, why what's your big, why who cares? What's your desire and what do you really want? See, I have trouble answering that big why, like truthfully, like I, cause I start, I find I start, I make my, I, I'll make answers up the ones I'm supposed to, like my kids, my wife, my, you know, but the desire is clear because that's either you desire it or you don't. Then stick with that. And this is part of the, the, the fractured thinking that everyone's like, why, 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 why? Like, who cares? Go in the direction of the desire and everybody gets so screwed up about like, what's my one year, my three year, my five year, my 12 year, my 14 and a half year plan. Who cares? (laughs) Create an overarching vision for whatever, for 10 years out, 15 years out. Amazing. But everybody gets so wrapped up in these fictitious why statements. And I know this as fact because all you need to do is walk into a real estate brokerage and look at the condition of the, uh, of the agents. They all have the tools. Mm-hmm. There's no industry with more training than us, but yet most people don't actually fulfill what they want. And I also know that to be true because all you need, all you need to do is look at the National Association of Realtors statistics for gross, gross commission income and salaries. So if you're listening to this and you're in the business and you're trying to figure out your why and blah, 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 who cares? Go with your desire. What do you desire? And for a lot of people, 
when they're beginning this journey, it's material things because they only see that as the fuel or they see that as the benchmark of success. And I'm here to tell you that you have full permission to chase the Bentley, chase the Rolex, chase the Chanel bag, because you don't know if you don't want it until you have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. You don't. And you know what? There's countless stories out there of people that said, you know what, in my beginning, like I chased that, I wanted that, I wanted the Rolls Royce, I wanted the Ferrari, I wanted this, I wanted that, and then I got there. And I realized I actually didn't want it all, so I sold it. And the only thing I kept was my private jet. That was the only thing. You know, there's countless stories of that, but you don't know if you don't want it until you have it. I don't know if I want a Rolex collection, personally. I don't know. But it's right now, it's a desire. It's a hobby. I can't wait for March 30th because all the new models come out. Like, it's just fun for me. And it's not right, wrong, good, bad. It's simply a desire. Go after the desire and what you want. Stop torturing yourself with this big why and your 12-month plan and your 14-and-a-half-year plan and all this, like, stuff. Because with certainty, I can say you will not fulfill that plan. You will not. If you told me 10 years ago that Elon Musk would have designed Tesla the way that he did back then, you're completely lying to yourself. You have no idea what you're talking about. Set the overall arching desire. What is it that I really want? And then go after that because it will change. So I've got a question about that. Yes, sir. Is that, can you equate that to a dream? So the, and part of the reason why I'm asking this is I'm, I'm thinking about my kids now. So like, you know, cause you want them to, to, cause I want them to have the same mindset, right? So I'm, they have a lot of desires and dreams or whatever else. Can you equate that to a dream? Is that essentially also kind of how you can look at that? Yeah. And it's very important if you have children that you're wildly responsible for how you to for how you respond to what they say they want. For example, my son, he's six years old at the end of April, and he really wants a camper van. This kid is obsessed with cars. Okay, he wants a camper van. And I actually can't wait for him to buy a camper van because. I love that stuff. You go into the, like, it's just awesome. You just do like road trips. I'm like, amazing, bud. I get so excited about it. But he also wants a Tesla. He also wants a McLaren 720S. <laughs> he also wants a Bugatti. This kid is obsessed with cars. So I never have and never will tell him that he can't have what he wants. Never. Because it's not, I don't have permission to reduce his desire. His desire is is natural. Abundance is natural. Mm. But we've all been conditioned through our parents, teachers, our grandparents, our our great-grandparents, the media, newspapers, like all of it, where that essence of us has literally been deconditioned. And if you look at the trajectory of consciousness over the last particularly five years, It is going like this, where people are really healing 
those fractured belief systems so we can elevate the consciousness of the world. And it's never been worse because with the environment over the last two years, society has been hammered with fear, lies, misinformation, moving the goalpost, saying this is true, then six weeks later, it's not true because it's something else. Like it's just insane. Mm -hmm. So it's not on us to cap the desire of ourselves or our children. I like that. So I have, my youngest is 15. So I have a 27, a 22 year old and a 15 year old. And they were essentially raised by three different versions of me. And so my 15 year old has these uh, desires, but then I'm always wanting to, and his, his related around sports. Like he wanted to make varsity as a freshman uh, this year and, and baseball. And he was able to do that. But then I always want to like, Oh, you're going to have to, like, I bring logic to it. Not, not belittling the dream or making the dream smaller, but telling them what it's going to take to do the dream. Like, Hey, you've got to be stretching. You've got to be doing, you know, doing long toss. And like, I'm always trying to, I, I think I'm always talking too much. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. So where do I go? How do I help him with his desire, but then not, you know, vomit all over him. <laughs> Well, just train him in what I've trained you in around him creating a plan and keeping his word to himself around his training mm-hmm. to, and to, you know, and to visualize, teach him what I've been teaching you guys, you know, to visualize, to bring discipline, to uh, bring integrity to his life, to, you know, bring integrity to his diet, to his training, to his stretching, to his yoga, you know, visualize it, think about it, obsess about it, have it be your magnificent obsession. Like, you know, I, I've never trained a professional athlete, but, you know, go listen to Relentless by Tim Grover, which I recommend in the course. He talks about all that stuff. And your, your son, you just want to have him develop a ruthless obsession about what he actually desires. Really good stuff. We decided it's a three-hour episode. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we're rolling up. We're rolling up on uh, on time here a little bit. You want to you want to uh, just crack maybe a little bit of the integrity piece because I think that is you know we ha- I don't we haven't really hit on that, but maybe just a little yeah. bit on that, and then anything yeah. you want to close up with before we finish out. Yeah. So the you know the foundational element that's never discussed, particularly in our industry, is integrity. Now people have that as some kind of concept that they learned from their dad or their mom or their you know, coworker, whoever, when they were kids, but it's, it's really simply, you know, you can go do all the, uh, all the personal development that you want or all the lead generation courses or agent attraction courses. You can go do all, go do that till you're blue in the face. I will guarantee if you do not develop a sufficient level of integrity in a sufficient word with yourself, you will not get to where you want to go, period. I don't care what trainer you go talk to. You need to begin to develop and frankly repair, in most cases, your relationship with your word to yourself and other people. Because integrity is the foundation of performance. But when you're being and acting consistent with your word, with yourself and other people in the world, you establish a baseline of trust. 
what is the foundation of money? Trust. You would, both of you wouldn't have paid me for our program if you didn't trust me. It's very simple. Mm -hmm. And then when trust is present with yourself and with other people, the only other thing that can exist is love. But what is the universal energy of manifestation? Love. But no, most people are going to tell you to go create a vision board and do this and this. That's why it's not working, guys. I'll tell you right now, that is, that is why it's not working. Because when you don't keep your word to yourself, you begin to identify with your negative thoughts, feelings, and sensations about yourself. So then you turn into some kind of guilt and shame loser, whatever the, whatever the flavor is, which then creates a black cloud subconsciously over you. Meanwhile, you want to see the light and the sun and the beauty and the abundance. Good luck. Mm -hmm. Go and begin to restore your relationship with yourself. And start with one thing a day. Maybe it's drinking four liters of water a day. I don't know. Maybe today I'm not going to eat chips. Today I'm going to pick the kids up from school on time. Today I'm going to tell my wife that I love her. Today I'm going to tell my husband that I love him. Start with one thing per day. And then around your business, if you're not prospecting, well, get your ass in gear. Start doing 10, pro 10 calls a day to people that you know. Monday to Friday, just do that. And then as you begin to, to reestablish your relationship with yourself, then start to pack other elements on top. But that there is a three-hour podcast too. <laughs> but look, the, I think uh, the piece is that I'd really like people to walk away from is just start, tra start traveling in the direction of the desire and stop resisting it and give up the belief that you need to have a big why because you don't. I'm telling you, you don't. I've literally coached thousands of people. You don't need a why. Go after the desire. What do you really, really want? If you want the watch, go buy the damn watch. If you want the shoes, go buy the damn shoes. If you want the trip, go on the trip. Allow yourself to have what you want because what you want wants you more than you want it. And that's all I got. <laughs> wow. Good Boom. stuff. Dang, with the mic <laughs> drop again. So. Yeah. All I can say is, is thank you. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Pleasure, guys. We appreciate you so much. And uh, I, know, I know whoever's listening is going to get a ton of value out of this. They're probably going to have more questions now <laughs> coming up, but they're going to have a direction. You know, at least you have a direction on where you need to go and how you need to go and, and working on things that uh, I honestly think like the world is telling us one thing and they, everyone is deceived on those things, you know? And so I just, for one, I, I obviously we, we love you because we're, we're working with you, but I love your message and what you stand for and all of that. So the last thing I guess we could say, if people want to connect with you, can you let us know how people can connect with you? And then we'll, we'll also have it in the show notes and all that, but uh, yeah, the best thing to do is just pop over to Instagram. My handle is david.bins, that is B-I-N-N-S. Or you can always hit me up on Facebook, just search David Bins. Awesome. Well, we appreciate it. And we'll catch all of you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Jerry and Jacoby podcast. If you walked away with something of value, we hope you'll share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast so you get notification of all new episodes.